Hello and welcome to the Farmer in Business. I'm Tommy Mead from County Mead and as we were saying last week, we've gone over the 100 day mark, not of Joe Biden, of this podcast, this chat. And who better to bring in than EY Entrepreneur of the Year 2019, Richard Kennedy, to celebrate all this chat about who Richard Kennedy is, what is an entrepreneur and I suppose, how do you lead an entrepreneurial team? How do you lead a team that wants to constantly innovate? And testament to who Richard Kennedy is. We got in, we were chatting about football and soccer early on. We are on about the infamous goal in the 2010 Leinster final where Joe Sheridan threw or tried to score a try in Crow Park. And that's where it all began. That's where the chat started. And it just went from there. Yeah. And would you believe I actually went to school in... Um, Drogheda in 2010 oh. and, and it was a few months after the Leinster final where Mead threw the ball into the net again loud the infamous um, one would have tried um, Sheridan one would have tried didn't they it, it tried, would you believe I have a frame here beside me and it says Mead Leinster final champions 2010 Mead 112 loud 110 and it's framed <laughs> So, um, and and li- living on the border, it's actually a bigger thing probably for us than most people. You know that sort of way. Oh no, absolutely. We live we live a mile from the Mayo border. You know, right. So, and, and you know, we'd feel that there's there's as good a football in South Sligo. South Sligo would always be the stronghold of of Gaelic football, like North Sligo and, and Sligo Town. It's all well, Sligo Town particularly was all stock, soccer. Yeah, I, I suppose one club in the town. I heard Michael Lee Higgins on about Sligo United, isn't it? Sligo Rovers or Sligo Galway, Rovers, is it? Galway United, yeah. Oh, Galway United, yeah. I'm not a big soccer man See, either. That's typical. That's typical. Kind of <laughs> Good land. It's all won over the way. Yeah. What are you still in college or? Yeah, I actually jumped into doing a master's in Smurfit in oh, food right. business strategy. And I sort of felt if I don't do it now, now's the right time to do it. You know, that's our way. Absolutely. Even I often wonder when you look at UCD and you'd be nearly one of the top names. Is that something you notice yourself? Um, no. Uh, but but I suppose because I suppose in 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 terms of UCD from a very early age I had an ambition to do agriculture so UCD has always been if you like part and parcel of um, what our felt my career was going to be or you know it was is a key part of of us growing up even though you know people say oh you're from Sligo why wouldn't you go to Galway why wouldn't you go here there or everywhere. Uh, but not Dublin. But I suppose way back, I, I got a, a, a love for science from my mother. Uh, and my father was, um, while he, he wasn't a, a, an educated man, he put immense value in education. And, you know, back in the last century, uh, when I was a young lad, um, we, you know, there was, it was unusual for four of us. There was four in the family. There are still four, thank God. But there are four of us in the family and all four of us went to college. And I suppose some of us were successful in college and then some more of us weren't. I wasn't. I failed first year because I was, I obviously wanted to go to college, but I was certainly um, very homesick and didn't really fit in and certainly didn't do any study. But after first year, I realized it was a great place. And sure, we went on and built from there. And as I said, UCD has kind of been part of me. So I have huge pride in the fact that I have, um, you know, qualifications from an Irish university and that I have that in agriculture, which is what I've had a passion for all my life. And um, I suppose 
you know, maybe maybe it's a case that I make more noise than others, and that's why maybe, as you said, my my name is is being used there. But it's not something not something that would sit that awful easy with me. Mm. There's a lot better, a lot lot more capable, a lot more successful, a lot more brilliant people than me um, in and out and around UCD. Maybe as I said, my own voice and um, take West of Ireland accent might um, do that. Differentiate <laughs> You kind, of, you kind of stumped me there with the first one. <laughs> well, it's it's not even stumping as I as I, I said to you. It's just more even a chat sort of way. But um, no, but even you mentioned there about uh, going to college and like to think you won EY Entrepreneur of the Year. Is that something you ever envisaged happening, or is that beyond your beliefs, or or, or was it that ambition to? No, no, no. I never had any ambition to win it, but I never and because I, I never thought. Like I had ambition to win county finals and to play for play for Sligo, um, uh, both which were which I was lucky enough to win county finals or county championships, and played a little bit for Sligo. But again, like that, I realised very quickly that that I wasn't good enough for that. But no, in terms of the the entrepreneur of the year, no, uh, even even the day the night it was on, never expected. Absolutely had no inclination inclination or sense that. Because there are great companies out there. And, you know, the other thing, you know, it, it, it isn't me won it. It's the company won it. And it's, I happen to be, you know, in, in the role I'm in or um, at, at that point in time. Uh, like, there's no one person can win something like that without, you know, an incredible team. And, like, the team are phenomenal. There's a, a tremendous can-do entrepreneurial attitude in, in Devonish. And um, I suppose it has it has shone through that resilience, not not from me, but from all of my colleagues um, on an ongoing basis, because we've had challenges over the years. And those challenges have been, um, you know, when you look back, you think, geez, how do we come through that? So so like it's, you know, just at, at the at the right place when when we were nominated and when we went through it. So like I think mm. it really is a team effort and um, it really is down to people in um, you know, in whatever organisation wins it, it's down to those people enabling one another and um, ensuring that courage and determination shines through. Mm. And, and even them words, I know I uh, seen a piece on LinkedIn back a number of months ago and it was brave, determined and unstoppable were the words I picked out. And it nearly made me feel like it was Mick Lyons playing a full back or something. Them words of brave, determined and unstoppable. But what in your sort of head is an entrepreneur then? Well, you know, I don't know. Entrepreneurs, you know, I, I think I think every every student as they, as they leave college has the potential now, whether they have the appetite or whether whether it's for everyone is is uh, another thing because it's not for everyone. Um, but but again, to go back to to maybe take that question a little bit differently, uh, Thomas. Um, you know, we we had um, we had a reunion. What was it? Thirty years? Uh, maybe yeah. We're thirty. I'm thirty two years out of college, which you know seems like a a, a lifetime. Um, certainly would have been a lifetime if I was just coming out of college now. But uh, we had a reunion and, you know, we were chatting as, as to say, what would you say or what would you do differently? And that courage and determination, I suppose determination is probably the single biggest thing. Uh, courage is also important, but uh, it, and, and is vitally important. But, but there's also that 
Um, and, and those two things, as you say, may, you know, uh, together would, would describe, you know, that unstoppable piece. But, but you also have to bring people with you, like, you know, um, and that was the one thing, you know, you talk about Mick, Mick Lyons, you talk about that Mead team, or you tip, talk about the Dublin team today, or you talk about any good team, you know, there's a unity of spirit, there's a, there's a, there's a, you know, there are fancy words around culture and um, there are fancy, you know, culture of a business or, you, you know, you have to bring that unity of spirit and that is vitally important. So you have to bring people with you. You have to be able to, like, it's no good being determined and plowing up the middle of a wet field and saying, I'm going to get out one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of buried to the, uh, you know, um, and maybe for the non-agricultural people, you know, that, that's, that sort of determination isn't what you need. What you need to do is say, right, we have to get to the far side of this field or we have a, a vision that we want to achieve. And, um, you know, you bring those people with you and then you show the courage and determination because at times, uh, you know, you will get knocked back. And I think that's, that's uh, you know, that, that's very important. It's not just, you know, as, as, as we'd say out the country, bull on. Mm. And I do feel you're very humble. Even every time I listen to you, you're always uh, thanking people even above you or below you and to the sides of you and everything. And I sort of wonder, you, you sort of talk about that team and an entrepreneurial team and, and how is it you manage? Because when I think of an entrepreneurial person, I'm thinking that brave and determined. How do you manage them people that work with you that might have, let it be, a driven mindset to go a particular direction. How do you guide them whatever way it is the company wants to go? Or do you find that difficult? Uh, no, I, uh, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't have it any other way because, and, and I suppose that has been my um, aim. And, and that goes back to, you know, that, that aspect of, of, of a team. Like I, I firmly believe that, um, you know, a team is always, the, you know, the sum is always greater than the individual parts. And I, I, it's very nice of you to say about my humility, because I think humility in uh, a leader is, is incredibly important because you'll either get in the way or you'll, um, or you'll go off on your own if, if you don't have that. Now, you know, um, I suppose it's important, uh, as, as I say, then to be able to communicate and to bring people with you. But bring bring people uh, be, uh, on the basis that they have ownership of where you're going. You know, if if capable people, and that's why I say, you know, if, if if it's it's the people you want to have around you, the people that you know you set out in your business to employ, to uh, join you as colleagues on this journey. Uh, there, you know, you, you look for that um, uh, appetite, that that um, ambition. And then it's all about enabling them. You know, it's again, going back to, you know, you take a, um, you, you see all the, all the technology that's, that's been developed now, IoT uh, and other aspects, but any of those things are, are great, but until you enable them and, uh, you know, um, get the max out uh, the, 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 the potential, then, you know, it's not, it's not very, it's not very valuable or it's not worthwhile. And, you know, I, I see that about data. Lots of people talk about data and IP. Um, I've seen over the years, so many companies who have data and IP and they're saying, Oh, that's ours. It's very valuable. Uh, no one else can touch it. And it's useless. Mm. Uh, when people or companies collaborate, 
it's far, far more valuable. So rather than waiting and thinking, oh, geez, we better, we be, we better hold on to that in case there's value in it, uh, you're far better off saying, hang on a second here, let's collaborate with someone and get the value out of it. And I think that's the important thing about people. I suppose that's an ethos I have across everything I do is bring people with me, um, go with people uh, and be willing to allow people, you know, um, have their head as well. And if they, you know, give, give that um, ability to people. And that mindset, where, where does that come from? Where does that stem from? Are you taking bits, let it be, from, you met, you relate to GAA a lot. Do you take things from, let it be, famous managers? You go, there's, I, I'm very mead focused, so I'm thinking there's Sean Bylan and there's something Sean Bylan does and I bring that in or how, how do you work that? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I suppose uh, initially an awful lot of it would have come from my parents um, and from... You know where we grew up uh, in the West, and maximizing the opportunity. And and when I say maximizing the opportunity, doing whatever it takes. You know, move back to Sligo because I wanted to live in Sligo. And we, Jacqueline and I, my wife and I, uh, said, right, we're going to do this, and we'll do whatever it takes. So she, um, she, you know, took one, we'd say, side of of the family, and I took. The, the other, and, uh, you know, we, we kind of built on that. So, again, enabled one another. But where it came from, I suppose, was that, and a passion for, for football and getting the max out of GAA or, or, or wherever you play. But I suppose it's just the mindset we have. Um, I'm trying to think where, where, but I would say my family, you know, um, and, and also that aspect of, you know, my dad would have been... Um, have had tremendous faith. And I know in these, these times, people wouldn't talk about your faith, but uh, he, he had tremendous faith. Now I'm not, I'm not, I haven't the same, but he always said, you know, thank God for all the graces and blessings we have. He said that to us every couple of days. Now, what it meant was you looked at, and this is what he would say. He says, 99% of what you're doing every day is great. Why would you focus on the 1% or worry or stress or let it drag you down? So with that kind of a mindset, you said, right, let's go forward. Let's look at what we what the opportunity is rather than looking at, geez, look at all this stuff is dragging me down or I can't do this or I'm stuck in this hole or whatever. So I think that's probably where that came from, Thomas. But it's a very good question and probably something I haven't given much thought <laughs> No, well, but, and, and even I, I actually heard you on about that 99% and I thought, you know, that's very positive sort of thinking, you know, and, it, and it's brilliant in a way, but it stemmed a lot from your father and your father was very much an entrepreneur himself. He, he had um, many, many tricks. Yeah, no, he did. He did. He, well, he was, and <clears throat> he would always encourage you. And that was why, as I said, the West, you know, in the West, that, that's what they would have done. They, they didn't want to emigrate. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, life was very tough uh, here. You know, we live in a very, uh, uh, I suppose, uh, from an agricultural point of view, disadvantaged area, if you compare it to where you would, would be. Um, yes, you know, they said, right, we're going to have to bring business in here. We're going to have to do something. And I suppose I had that attitude as well, because this is where I wanted to live and this is where we wanted to bring up our family. And so from that point of view, yeah, dad, dad would have, um, and his brother would have said, right, we're going to develop a business. And then he started a farm and, you know, he improved the land and they started a livestock mart and, you know, whatever it was, 
he did lots and lots of stuff just to generate cash. And I suppose, again, that was the other thing that, you know, um, managing cash flows and, and, and developing those things always was something that was kind of ongoing in our, in our house. So there was that business attitude. And it's, it's a tremendous business. And then farming is always really good to grow on a farm because you feed, grow up on a farm because, you know, you're responsible. Mm. And actually, that's I'm actually doing a paper at the moment about entrepreneurs. And, and I was actually interviewing Richard Kern as well a few uh, months ago from Dragon's Den. And what he was on about is a lot of people that were prepared to get up and move had that determination and also had the smarts. And I suppose is that something when you left Sligo and you came to Dublin, you were prepared to get up and move and you were prepared to drive on, was it? Yeah, no, there was. There's definitely no doubt. You, you know, you'll do whatever it takes. And there is that, I suppose, there is that um, ambition that I've always had that I just want to push myself as hard as I can. Um, and uh, sometimes it's good. Sometimes that's not fair on the people around you, you know, as well. You know, you, you, you know, and that's what I said about bringing people with you. It's so important to bring the people with you that you don't leave them after you, both professionally and personally. And, um, you know, that's why I would give a, a huge amount of, of um, acknowledgement to my, to my wife, Jacqueline, and to, to the, the, the three uh, crew, Oshin, Rain and Molly, because, you know, they had to put up with a lot of crap. And, uh, you know, they were there supporting their outfit, no matter what bollocksology he was involved in, like, you know. Mm. And so, was there much of that? Of course. <laughs> heaps of it. Um, and every so often they'll... they'll They'll, they'll let you know mm. but um ah no no there was a huge amount of support like uh, I, 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 I have to say i wouldn't be i'd been able to do it without them thomas but no i think it's important i think there is that drive and determination and and it it depends on what how, how what it what motivates you but i suppose for me it's it's about you know stretching myself as hard as i can and pushing you know to see well is there a different way is there a better way is there another way um, always, always um, twisting things around and turning them over to see, well, you know, am I looking this, at this in the right way? Is there another way to, to, to uh, you know, uh, view it? Uh, and also being very respectful of other people's perspective because you're looking at me, Thomas, uh, from Mead, and I'm looking at you from Sligo, and they're two very different perspectives. And if I was even meeting you, you know, you'll see me and I see you. But it's a bit like the pizza pie, you know, the slices of pizza pie. It's thick my end and narrow your end. Actually, on something there that you sort of mentioned, and um, do, do you ever wonder, win an entrepreneur of the year, does that put pressure on you? I, I often, I, I remember watching Rachel Blackmore after she won what was the Gold Cup and Ruby Walsh interviewed her. And it was almost that pressure of having something to prove. Um. You, you can, it, I suppose if you want to let it, you can. It mm. could, you know, there's, but like at the end of the day, uh, Thomas, it's, you know, a couple of people in the room who thought Richard Kennedy said the right things at the right time. Um, there were lots of other businesses that, that have, 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 were, you know, if different people were in the other side of the room would probably have won it and we wouldn't. So I think, you know, I think you have to take it, be very um, respectful of that. It is a huge honour and you have to be, um, you know, and, and I have to say it's a tremendous um, um, 
competition. There are incredible people involved. There's alumni afterwards where people stay in touch. It's phenomenal. So, you know, that's the valuable part. That's the part that's that's really good. But no, I don't. It depends. You could, uh, you should look at, you can let anything get to you. But like, you know, I was listening to Jim Galvin there recently, and Jim Galvin there recently, and and on a podcaster, he was talking about the fact that, you know, the day after the All-Ireland, he was preparing for the next one. So, mm. you know, it's over. It's done. You know, there's been another entrepreneur since, and uh, there'll be another one this year and more next year and next year. So it's over. And, you know, Devonish is there. The people in Devonish are, are there. We're no different than we were the day before. We've got to drive on. Uh, we have huge ambition. And they, the, you know, my colleagues have huge ambition and I have to enable it. So that's, that's, where pre- well, that's what pressure is rather than worrying about, you know, some tag, you know, a, a, a title or tag or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. And I suppose you were basically the last EY entrepreneur before COVID. There'll probably be a lot of even sort of technology and people probably coming out, entrepreneurs coming out of COVID. Oh, there, there will be huge, but anything that happens, Thomas, like, you know, whatever is going on in the, in the world, like if you go back to the noughties, you know, you talked about, you know, when, when you were in school in Loud and, and, and you know, carrying the, the Leinster Cup across uh, across the line. <laughs> Sorry, notice the ball that was carried across the line. Uh, <laughs> and if, you know, but like when you were in school, when you were back in the noughties in that time, like, you know, there was huge um, um, recession and, and, and the, the number of entrepreneurs that came out of that, like out of every challenge, out of every, um, uh, you know, um, event, people will see opportunities. And it's, that, that's what an entrepreneur is too. You know, see the opportunity um, uh, expedite on that opportunity and deliver and then crystallize whatever comes out of that. So I think, you know, COVID is going to provide uh, significant opportunities. There's going to, you know, uh, but I I suppose, you know, most people say, oh, well, look at the entrepreneurs who, who look at the entrepreneurs who will come out of COVID or out of that, you know, the the recession in the noughties uh, and look at the big business they've built. But I actually think the entrepreneurs that are really should be recognized are the people who keep their businesses going, oh, who, yeah. you know, challenge, who, who through thick and thin, no matter what, turn up, turn in, you know, a hard shift, make all the tough decisions to get to the to the place that their business needs to get to or they need to get to. And I think, you know, they're the unsung entrepreneurs, if you like, because it's awful easy. Oh, look at the size of this company or look at this is growing and that's one. But like, the, you know, there are people who are out there working their backsides off now mm. and i think there's you know that, that it's important to recognize those and and some will come through and someone just because you don't come through doesn't mean you shouldn't be recognized for the effort or are are going hard because oftentimes external forces just don't allow you the forces mm. externally can be too big so I, I have to say there's lots um there will be lots of new opportunities and new challenges um out of of the pandemic and Hopefully we'll all we'll all come through it. Now I don't want to lay it if you've the runner at like that, but I've I've one other thing I want no to worries. ask. But that's if that's okay. No, 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 if, work away, work away. Oh yeah, yeah that's one hundred percent. You're on about opportunities and that. Did Devonish and did your manifest when you seen COVID was coming or anything? Did you think to yourself, Jenny, this is an opportunity we need to jump on, or has there been something Devonish? Uh, are you always looking for opportunities out of it or? No, no. Um, I suppose what what we, t- we the week before the entrepreneur of the year, we had a massive fire in the business. 
And, and again, as I said to you, that's something that just challenges you. Um, but uh, first thing I said when I got the call, it was roughly about four, I think it was four minutes past 12. I was in a hotel in Dublin, got a call from a colleague to say there was a massive fire in Belfast. And I said uh, to him, anyone injured? No. Anyone hurt, anyone hurt or injured? No. And he says, and no one killed either. I says, we'll deal with the rest. Uh, and I suppose the, the from a COVID point of view, uh, we certainly had a sense very early on that it was going to be very significant. Um, and the reason being is that, you know, we work with um, uh, animals and, and, and nutrition. And the one thing that will stop nutrition being effective is ill health in animals. Now, so we're always very proactive in, in health. So viruses, we know an awful lot about in the animal kingdom and the animal world and the production world. So I knew, I knew this was going to be serious. But, you know, you can only worry about the things that you can influence or you should only worry about the things you can influence. You'll worry about other things. We took that attitude very early on and says, look, you know, we're going to have to roll with the punches here. Uh, we will do our very, very best. And we will, um, but, but, you know, letting it come down on us uh, would have been the wrong thing. Now, in terms of um, being opportune, uh, very difficult. It was very difficult to see opportunity in it. And even some of the places where we have been, uh, you know, had had uh, opportunities and we've taken them, the downsides of, of some of them, uh, on, of the other, you know, have been greater. Uh, and I've seen some companies who have done really well out of it, uh, Thomas, and that's good, but nobody would have predicted that. So you couldn't look and say, pandemic is coming, you know, I'm going to, um, uh, if, if you take like some of the guys in, in the uh, takeaway industry, the, the food takeaway industry, say, you know, particularly people who would have had, you know, a lot of, a lot of deliveries and stuff like that saying, you know, here's a massive opportunity. Um, that's okay. If, if you can pivot in that direction without any, you know, effect on your capital cost because your capital is uh, your capital investment is where it's very difficult to pivot if you have you know if you're a capital intensive company mm. business um, because you have to get a return on that capital and if that capital is not no longer deployed or no, no longer needed then it's incredible no matter what you do to turn that around is very difficult now um, so I think you know uh, we we did what well, I certainly and we didn't in definition the conversations as I recall them say whoa let's go after this because we couldn't see what it was but we knew that it was going to be significant um, we didn't think it was going to be as as prolonged um, yet we had a lot of experience as I say of viruses and vaccines and that's why vaccines are so important but it takes time to get them done mm. uh, get them implemented to get everybody to the same health status. You know, we would see that with, you know, um, uh, anybody who's been in livestock farming, if you buy in animals and there's a viral infection, it devastates a place. And it takes a long time and many, I suppose, cycles to get that back. So I, we, we knew there was going to be, it was going to be significant, but um, no, we, I, I, I couldn't say in any way, we saw it as an opportunity. Uh, and, and it has hurt us. Like there's no question about us about it. Uh, you know, on balance, where we've been we've been impacted by COVID. Mm. Well, ho hopefully the mead GA sponsorship keeps okay though. But, ah, yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That, that, no, it's been very valuable and very worthwhile, and it's great. Yeah.
Yeah. Um, well, that's wonderful. It was Is there anything you wished an interview ever asked you? No. Is that, well, is that a question? Probably, only probably a lot of questions I wish they never asked me. But wish they never <laughs> asked. <laughs> no, no, no. I ah, no, no. I don't think so, Thomas. I don't. Um, I don't think there's there's a. a um, I I just love chatting to people. So I. Yeah. You know, if people ask. I'll have, I'll chat, and I also I suppose one of the things that I would, you, you know, the downside of being interviewed all the time is I love to hear other people's opinions. You know, I know my own ones, so they're rather friggin' boring to me. But yeah. I love to hear. You know, I much prefer conversations than interviews, yeah. even in terms of, you know, business presentations or engagements. I much prefer, you know, conversation rather than I'm here with my slides and, you know, mm. as, uh, as I say, I love to hear other people's perspective. And that's probably even every since you won EY Entrepreneur of the Year, you're the main focus. Even if you went to it, let it be a room where there was a number of people speaking you're probably the headline act. So therefore... I know. No. no, no, no. <laughs> it depends, Thomas. Like, you know, if people... It depends. Uh, you know, people... If you if you came back to Sligo when, when things when things ease up here, <laughs> oh, that gobshite, or that fella that, uh, you, you know, does too much shouting on the sideline, or, uh, you know, um, that clown. Um, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what, I'm just Richard Kennedy. Um mm. Uh, I um and and you know the people and, and and that's all I want people to think me of as because that's all I am you know if there's other tags you know mm-hmm. um it's irrelevant and and then again like business isn't important to everyone like yeah for it is to me you know obviously you're you're in Smurfit and and, and it is to you um but like you know at the end of the day as I said it's not for everyone you know there are people who want you know, who see a di- who have a different perspective on life. And that's what makes the world the place it is. If we were all the same, we're all of the same interest. So, you know, when 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 I go into a room, you know, it, or, or, or I meet a group of people, you know, I don't think they, they look at me in that way. And uh, I think that they more think, I hope, I would soon prefer that they see me as whatever sort of a clown I am, um, rather than just one single label. Yeah, and I suppose it's even. I I heard the joke about it's like your CV, and if you meet someone in a pub, you don't. If you meet them in a pub, you don't go. I'm a high achiever. I <laughs> I perform well under pressure. You know, you don't say yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. But uh, it's actually funny. I remember when you won um, entrepreneur, you were looking for a PA. Uh, yeah. And it obviously showed that you were getting ready for all these interviews and questions coming at you. And uh, I, I actually applied for it with no experience or no uh, nothing <laughs> because I thought sure, it'd be a great opportunity to learn from the best. You know, that's our way. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's a good point. It, it, well, it would be uh, certainly an opportunity in terms of, of getting to know the, the agricultural business because we, we, we engage with a lot of people. But no, it's it, it, it absolutely that. I suppose, and, and and to be fair, that sort of, you know, while I wasn't per se a PA to Owen Brennan, I was on his shoulder, and um, you know that was, you know, absolutely how I learned. You know, um, it was so important to me uh, to see, you know, a master at work, and he he is a master, and um, and and I learned a huge huge amount from him. Um, and he and he, he has placed a huge amount of trust in me, as, as I've said on a number of occasions. But no, it's a good point. It's a very, very good point. Mm. So if, if that job ever opens up again there, or um, 
Count, count me in. <laughs> <laughs> I keep an eye out. Do, do. But I, I might end up being your PA yet, you see. Oh, Janie, I, I, I wish. <laughs> no doubt. Thanks. Thanks. So, uh, to be honest, I, I was amazed um, even that you were willing to give up your time uh, to an ordinary Joe. But I'm an ordinary Joe. Aren't we all? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right. Honestly, thanks. Thanks very much. So there we have it. I hope you enjoyed the chat. I'm Tommy Mead from County Mead. This is the Farmer and Business Podcast. And thanks for listening.